I appreciate the time, man. Always good to catch up with you. Want to get caught up and, and talk about this crazy world we're living in and get your opinion on a few things. And, you know, I was trying to think from your vantage point, jokingly, of course, but I wonder what's killing you more right now. No baseball or no touring? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, well, I guess nowadays, to be honest, this might be the first time in a long time, but I think the not touring is outweighing the baseball <laughs> as much as I love baseball. Just as, as exciting as this whole year has started and, uh, you know, all the work that was put into it, it was a very exciting time to get, to finally get on the road and get a, a an official Lamb of God tour under my belt as a member, you know? So, you know, it's tough. I would say music the lack of music and touring is what's killing me for right now yeah now of course jokingly but i know i know your love for baseball not going on right now and the, the scare the other day with vin falling down but uh luckily he's he's all right his quote was the best it <laughs> was. Like, he's not going he's not sliding in, in head first no more so <laughs> I, i'm sure he'll recover i hope he does uh but that was a scary moment naturally but uh yeah man i do miss baseball i was thinking about it last night it was like man what a beautiful summer vibe even though it's springtime what a time that what a I've been to, you know, been able to go to Dodger Stadium on a Saturday night for a 6 p.m. game. Man, oh, yeah. it, I miss it. I miss it, man. I've been watching all the old replays and stuff. Me being an Angels fan, they've been doing this past week all the uh, the World Series run for us. So it's been great staying up and watching those. And caught the yeah. uh, the uh, Dodgers, you know, game one Gibson walk off a couple weeks ago. I didn't realize how much pain that dude was in during that whole at bat. I mean, that was it's yeah. amazing. You made contact. Incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable. That guy was a, he was a machine, man. Couldn't stop him. And they don't make them like they used to. I feel, you know, everybody's a little bit more cautious nowadays with health they don't make them like they used to at the end of the day and dude speaking of, of making something in baseball i loved your houston astros trash can audition that you did oh, i was great man it was great me and my, my buddy trevor bauer trevor pitches for the reds big metalhead he has a production company invited me out to spring training and he asked me you know you think this is something you're gonna want to do because it's kind of be stepping on toes a bit i was like you know what yeah i'm absolutely going to do this <laughs> i am not a fan of cheaters and <laughs> this is what they deserve and I, i'm gonna give it to them as much as i can so that was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun, especially being a Dodger fan. Oh yeah, uh, it was it was it was so much fun to just to just do it. And I would imagine it, it went off on Twitter very very well and uh, everywhere else. So I mean, it was it was. <laughs> It was taken pretty fun. It was awesome. That's the only thing that bugs me about this whole thing is that I'm, I'm kind of worried now that, you know, when baseball does resume again, that, you know, the Astros are going to kind of get off. They're probably, easy. Yeah, they're going to get off easy, man. I, I don't think it's ever going to go away. I mean, it's even different than the steroid era and things like that. It's a totally different mindset. I would obviously as a pitcher, I would much rather face a, a, a roided out baseball player who has no clue what I'm about to pitch yeah. versus somebody who knows exactly what I'm about to throw. And the advantage is way, way next level cheating. So it, it's super sad, uh, disgrace to the game and a bummer. So I was back to that. I was super pumped to do that video. <laughs> and dude, I, I don't even want to get started on the Boston Red Sox got off way the same way, exact thing. Uh, ooh. Cora, man. Terrible. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, dude, terrible. I mean, they're going to get off easy, too. So it's just crazy timing for all things, you know, all things considered. It's it's a crazy time for everything. And uh, even people that are being punished for things they've done in the past, it's like, is it even really a punishment at this point? Everybody's getting punished right now with, you know, with COVID for yeah. baseball. So. Well, let's, let's talk about happy subjects like this brand new Lamb of God album, the self-titled mm-hmm. album, your first with the band and recorded at Dave Grohl's studio in 
L.A., right? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful experience. Obviously, an exciting time. Just touching back on it being my first one with the with the group, and it was just one of those really uh, mind blowing experiences from start to finish of the production of that record. So it's still an exciting time given the the circumstances of everything. You know what I'm saying? Was it weird having Dave Grohl kind of looking over you? Like I know there's that portrait of him in the in the, in the <laughs> studio. He's literally looking at you. Did he ever drop by in the studio at all or anything? Yeah, yeah, a couple times he was he was there. Um, I mean, because that's kind of like his spot. He keeps a lot of, a lot of his band stuff there, and the Foo Fighters keep a lot of their stuff there anyway. So he had dropped in a few times. I remember right before we were actually starting to officially do takes, just kind of getting tones and stuff with the kid in the room. He had jumped on the kit, and he just kept asking me, I don't know how you guys do this with your, your double kick. And I'm like, are you out of your mind, man? Come on. <laughs> like, And then, you know, it was just one of those things. We, we, we had a couple conversations here and there, and we talked a lot about music and where music's come as far as it is and technology and how we were growing up as kids, you know, buying kits or, or trying to buy a kit and making one kit last for like years and years and years and things like that. So it was a really cool, uh, special experience to have somebody like Dave there. And Dave has always been so genuine and, and, and cool and, and very down to earth. And he's like the rock star's rock star. You know what I'm saying? I, I, if, if anybody can put it that way, that's the way I see it. He's just so kind and he keeps it real, man. That's the best part about it. Yeah, he's so, like the coolest yeah. dude on the planet, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, Very real. Genuine. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool that he actually sat down on your kit and played your kit in front of you and was asking yeah. you questions about it. That but- kit's retired. <laughs> that kit's retired now. So, <laughs> Speaking of, of drum kit, and I played drums as a kid, and, and I'm sure everything's way different now, but I wanted to talk a little bit about your drum kit on this album, and it's your kit and, and your setup to your specifications and your mm-hmm. choice and snare drums and cymbals and everything else. Like, what's that one symbol? I noticed that you're using that has like, it looks like Swiss cheese. Like it's got like holes punched wow. out yeah. in it. Yeah, man. Minel, Minel from Germany, the Minel symbols that I've been using for well over 10 years. They started to develop a lot of effect symbols like that and kind of like a trashy, explosive, but short. There's not much of a sustain on that symbol. So I used a variation of that symbol, a couple different sizes of the same one as well as a, a version of it on my right and left side. That symbol is actually extremely popular on my kit. I, I fell in love with that this past year. And uh, that wasn't something that was used before. And a lot of my symbol sound, etc. everything was just kind of beefed up, I feel like, for lack of better words. I'm not saying like the sound wasn't always effective. I think there was a signature sound that it was always there. But going into this one, I was talking to Josh Wilbur, our producer, and we're like, you know, we really need to, I think we need to beef this up and give it a little bit more, just a, a lot more low end and a more thunderous sounding approach, you know what I'm saying? But keeping it tight, poppy, and snappy if you will. So, the fact that I was able to, to really incorporate my drum sound and kind of still paying homage to the old drum sound, it's which is very important, I feel we successfully did a, a really good job. And again, back to the guys letting me do that and being open to a lot of my ideas from the start. So, drum sound being one of them, and it, it was something that I think everybody was really stoked on. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like your or snare drum on there it sounds like you're you putting your sound on it your your own art stank on on the music yeah yeah totally totally did they used to be used like they were like they used to use like a 12 really small snare drum i think chris used a really small snare drum but i kind of just kept the small factor in with but just kind of beef up the depth and it was 13 by 7 so i kind of just kept that i kept it snappy like i said but it just kind of it just filled the room a bit more and the presence was a little bit more rounded with the overall mix it just sat better and i feel like it helped lock the band in even more i mean the band is the lamb of god dudes 
are locked. <laughs> That's nothing <laughs> surprising, but I just feel like there was just an added element that they fully let me, uh, you know, incorporate. Thanks to those guys, obviously. Yeah, and I'm sure you felt like pretty much a kid in the candy store this whole time. I'm, I was kind of curious if there was kind of that one moment in, in regards to that, whether it's Dave Grohl playing your drums and talking to you or Chuck Billy coming in and cutting vocals. Was there kind of mm-hmm. that one moment during recording the album, one of those kind of like pinch me moments where you're like, whoa. Yeah, it was, it was after I tracked my first song completely and that, that ended up being Checkmate. That was the first song that I tracked. Surprisingly, that was the first song that we actually worked on together. Very weird. And the first song that we released. So that song uh, is very special to me in that sense. So I think after the first song that I tracked, it really finally hit me where I was like uh, Josh Wilbur in the mic or in my headphones saying, all right, cool, we're done. Done with one. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like I just tracked my first it's one thing to, to really take in at the end when you finish, you know, but right. it was just really something that hit me after the first song to realize like, this is actually happening. You're in it. Now you have to finish this. Like you got to do it. So it was really special, man. And, it, and it's just, and the beautiful thing about it is the band was all there in LA. We all were here together, which had been a, to my knowledge that it's been a long time, maybe since like burn the priest or palaces wow. um, that they'd all actually been all together in, the same location to record because I think in the past they used to do drums elsewhere and then guitars over here and then vocals over there and it was one of those type of situations but early on we decided like we decided we needed more time for pre-production first of all so we, we broke that up into se- two several different months and then we realized you know what I think we just need to all be together like the vibe was so unexplainable man that it was just such a special energy just being together even the fact that Randy was there like Randy was on site while we were writing to and going over songs in Mark, you know, like upstairs attic, uh, like writing, going through songs where Randy, be, he didn't need to be there, but it was just his presence of like sitting and writing lyrics, March Torch, just to have everybody even just still being there together. We decided, you know what? I think we all agreed that we have to be together to do this record from the start until the finish. And that's how it was. And that's how it went. Everybody was there. It was one of those things that you just like, you had bass up in one room, you had guitars going in the other room, and then you had me in the, in the main room. Uh, it was just a special thing, man, to be a part of, for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy that a band that's been around, you know, 20 plus years, that you kind of almost brought them back to the basics, you know, in, injecting yeah. your blood into it, said, oh, you know what, let's go back yeah. and do it how we used to do it, five guys all together and, and bang it out. Yeah, and I'm so happy that we ended up going with the self-title because I'm also coming from a, a fan perspective too, so I've, I've always been a fan of the band, they've always been my favorite metal band ever, so the fact that they come realizing that and being able to it's like they're reliving it you know like we've talked about it plenty of times and there's a lot of things that I've never experienced they're obviously prime and they've done things that I've never done you know like I've been grinding for many years but at the end of the day like at this level there's a lot of things that I've never been able to experience so to see them fully like almost hit the reset button with me to be a part of it with me and I feel that it's very genuine and it's a special thing to realize that like wow like these guys they're just reliving it with me and they're not like brushing it off like oh I've been there done that you know it's they are genuinely excited for me and happy to be able to experience it with me so that was one of them being able to hit the reset button and going into things like that and the writing process was the same way I mean obviously these guys have had like external hard drives full of stuff <laughs> there's so many steps that a song goes through and again back to them allowing me to give my my two cents they were very just open to it that's what mo- 
molded these songs. And again, just going back to how I was being able to perform and do my own thing, that's what they are. And it's just one of those really tasteful things, man. I'm, I'm very thankful. Yeah, it's amazing that we were talking about with Checkmate and that kind of sinking all in for you. And I was almost going to ask you before that if that was your moment on the record, because it's actually your voice. You can hear you counting off the tune. Like, how is, is cool. That, I mean, is that not wild, man? I've had some close friends like tell me that. Like, like when the songs came out, that one being the first one, it's just like, yo, that's you talking. That's you that counts it off. Like, that's, I wouldn't say it's intentional. You know, it just happened that way. And I guess it's fate, but that's just one of those things that happened. And I, again, it's just one of those things that you're like, whoa, like, that actually is what happened. Like, I, that's me counting off this first <laughs> song of this first, like, the new legacy of this band. You know what I'm saying? And it really resonates with me. And all this resonates with me so much more than I feel most. I'm not taking advantage of the situation, but man, it's just, I'm so lucky. Again, back to being thankful. It's one of those things that I'll never stop being, and that's thankful for sure. You're the example, dude, that hard work and dreams do come true if you put in the hard work behind it. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. That's uh, it's It keeps me going, and it keeps me humble at the same time, because, I mean, you, you, you've known me for a little while, and you know what I've been through, and thankfully, it's very inspiring for others, and very uh, people are very vocal about that, and, you know, I get messages a lot, whether it be my Instagram or Twitter or whatever it may be. People are just genuinely influenced and inspired by my story, and I've made that my mission from here on out to just truly just be an inspiring figure to everybody else. Like, And that means staying grounded and staying true to who I am, and something I've never really, at least I hope I've never really lost that, but uh, I keep it real as much as I can, man. I always have to. No, it's great that you're doing that. You inspire kids around the world in so many different ways, even me with what I do, and I appreciate all the time. I don't want to take up too much more of it, but I also wanted to ask you too, kind of this being your first time recording with the band, obviously, who made you the proudest? What band member made you the proudest? What guy really stepped up and, and whether it was contributing lyrics or riffs or ideas, who who surprised you in the recording studio? Was it Randy being there uh, the whole time or, or was it John Campbell or like, talk to me about that. It's so that crazy. Process. Yeah. It's not like a, a surprising thing, but to understand that each person in Lamb of God, they're very like themselves. Uh, everybody has their own characteristics, like, and you know, like any human being, but it really is that way with Lamb of God. So it's kind of hard to really present and say, oh, you know, Mark showed me more or, or Willie showed me more excitement. It was very level across the board because this was so new for everybody. Again, back to like them experiencing something new, but something they've already done. It's just kind of like, you know, it's hard to pinpoint, but we all equally talked about a lot of stuff. I know Willie had showed me a lot of stuff early on before I was even like approached for this kind of stuff. I was shown new music a long time ago. You know, I've always had a connection with Willie and, and Willie showing me tunes early on. That was special just to, to know that our friendship goes deep because all of our friendship does go deep. We've, we've known each other for well over 10 years. So it's like to be able to have experienced that and us not knowing the future at, at that moment. I can't even ex put it, put a word to it. It's kind of hard to explain that feeling, but I, I just say Mark and Willie, I, I would say as the main songwriters as they are, they both have their own niche with the way they play guitar. And it's a formula that you cannot break, man. It is so devastating. It's intense. Like 
the fact that they both can just play off of each other's riffs and songs and just create this one formula that is Mark and Willie. <laughs> if I can pinpoint it, it'd be Mark and Willie together as one person who inspired me the most because the start of their songs were where they are. They have it down. Like they have the structure. They have the idea of everything there for you. The fact that we come together and rub off each other in this, with ideas and it becomes this whole other animal. It's really unbreakable, man. I would say Mark and Willie together as one. It was a very uh, influencing and inspiring time to be able to hear that they were like stoked on. Yes, I love that you're playing this. Oh, that's a good idea. Like very vocal, very open. Keyword is being very open. They were very open, man. To let me go ahead and sprinkle my little Chicano <laughs> vibe on stuff. You know what I'm saying? Throw a little tahini on yeah, top. Man. A little tahini over there with some lime. <laughs> they, they were just like, bring it. Let's do it. We need some of that. So, but overall and all, I mean, they're my heroes, man. They're not only like my best friends but they began as heroes some people have nightmares with meeting their heroes and obviously this is a dream come true for me so i hope that changes people's uh mentality on meeting their heroes if you can't meet them like become them if you can you know what i'm saying absolutely so, i was gonna ask you too in all seriousness i didn't didn't notice it when, when the hell did willie cut his hair oh man he's i think years ago maybe five six years ago if i can i can't has remember but long? he lost wow. tons of weight got real healthy he's doing amazing things for himself and everybody is you know everybody has turned over such a new leaf which is why the timing of this whole me coming into this band it's such a, a special time for everyone you know randy's been sober for years mark has been sober uh very recently and he's, he's very open with that and you know like willie has changed a lot about his personal life and making decisions that better himself and his family and just being the right person that he needs to be like as, as far as his health goes you know it's so important now so he's made a lot of health changes on that sense. John Campbell, the same way, has made a lot of health changes and he's got a great family. So everybody has their own thing and that's what makes me inspired to continue on the path that I'm going on, you know? And so easy, dude. You know how easy it is to get caught up in this world and, and this rock star stuff that you can get caught up with, man. It can be a bit devastating, but at the end of the day, we're a unit and this is the new beginning to the band and I could not be happier on the timing, regardless of what's going on right now. It, it's a beautiful time to be creative with my brothers, man. I love it, man. I can't wait to try the uh, the ghost walking beer and be honest. You, you made a me so a lot out of those? Not yet. It's an ITA, so I can't really do that. Ah. <laughs> a non-alcoholic beer is so cool to have. Just even if you are uh, someone that drinks, I, I enjoy drinking beer. You know, I drink Mexican beer, Montejo, and th beers like that. But it's one of those things where it's cool to have an option, you know, just to take a break. Like whenever you need a break, sometimes you just have to balance your life out. I'm a man of balance and if I can balance my consumption of beer the right way, I'm definitely going to have a Lamb of God uh, IPA for sure. <laughs> Even if you didn't get an award, you should have that day when you posted that uh, that photo a few weeks ago, I forget, on all the platforms back in 06, you at that Megadeth meet and greet wearing the Lamb of God t-shirt in the, in the Megadeth meet and, and greet. If, if that doesn't make it any more real, I don't know what does. That's the definition. And I got I got a couple more in the, in the vault, bro. <laughs> so you better believe I got a lot of cool stuff to share with people. And we just got our first cover last week on the cover of Revolver and that's my first cover ever and I posted about that because I had a, a poster that Randy Howard Jones and uh, Brian Fair from Shadows Fall yeah. were all on and I ripped this poster out of a Revolver magazine back in the day as like when I was a teenager around that time maybe 2004 early on when that, that scene was really just 
taking the the music scene by storm. Yeah. Um, but that was something that I hung on my wall for years, years, man. And I still have it. And obviously this quarantine and, um, you know, all this, this coronavirus stuff that's happening has inspired people to stay busy and, and do things they haven't done in a while. And one of those things was to organize my storage. And I found a lot of cool stuff and I can't wait to share everything that I have. <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot of fun in the next few weeks, especially around record release time. That's the time to really inspire people. And I, I, I really want to do that. That photo with me and Megadeth is the tip of the iceberg, brother. Like there's so much more to share. <laughs> well, you know, I was really glad that you shared in the video of your last prong performance. And that was really cool to see and touching to see. And you guys to all have that last moment on stage during Dime Bash. Yeah. yeah, it was a special time because not to mention my first prong performance was at NotFest, uh, the first NotFest in Des Moines. And Randy, being a friend that he was already my friend back then, he had actually sang with us. And that was Lamb of God's first show back after his uh, accusations or whatever right. was going on with his court stuff that he was dealing with back then. And he had just got home and that was his first show back. So a lot of uh, special, weird, full circle moments that my career has given me, man. It's really wild. So again, back to the insp- inspirational things. I, I want to just fire everyone. That's it. That's all I want to do. Last thing for you, just to have some fun. I've, I've been reminiscing lately. You're talking about going back in the history banks. I was talking to Mark Howman from uh, Suicide Silence recently, and we were reminiscing mm-hmm. about the Showcase Theater in Corona, and I was talking to Henry from Sangre recently, and they said to say hi, and talking about the Showcase. I'm sure you went to the Showcase Theater back in the day. Do you have any good Showcase Theater stories from back in the day? Plenty of times. I saw Winds of Plague there before I was even in Winds of Plague. <laughs> so that's that was cool. I did see Suicide Silence back in that day, too. I mean, so many friends would play there, and it was one of those, those venues where you knew it was so cool, but like it was so far. So as a kid, to find a ride or even to convince your parents to take you all the way out to Riverside to go see a show, it was difficult for me personally coming from, you know, South Almani. I didn't go a lot as much as the local IE kids did or Orange County kids, but, you know, I was more catching myself, like, surprisingly, like, in the backyards <laughs> a lot more than I would the showcase. But I did see shows at the showcase theater plenty of times, and I, I'll never forget those ones for sure. So those were all special times, man. Very special times. And um, there's so many more venues I can go on for days, but it's just, you know, for between the showcase and backyards, I would probably cho- choose a backyard over that. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. And, uh, dude, best of luck with the album. And I can't wait to see you on tour with these guys. Mike, good to hear from you, man. Good to, good to, good to hear. Stay healthy. Take care of everyone. Be safe. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Catch you later. I'll see you sooner than later. Later, bro. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios,